Welcome to CIR Realty Business Mastery, where we present on topics that will help you build a successful real estate business. While you're here, be sure to subscribe to not miss any new episodes, as well as leave us a five-star review. That'll help others discover us too. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome back, everybody. So foreclosures, there's a couple different types of foreclosures that you want to consider. One is a traditional lender foreclosure or an insurance uh, provider foreclosure. You've got TD that does foreclosures, you know, all the major lenders. Uh, you've got Genworth, you've got CMHC, and that is one type of foreclosure. The other one is quarter Queens bench foreclosures. Now, both of them <clears throat> come with different challenges and different strategies. Let's start with the traditional lender foreclosures. What you want to be doing is considering for your buyer client that they don't understand how it works. <clears throat> you yourself may not have a tremendous amount of experience with them. The major thing that's going to happen with any foreclosure is that the selling party, uh, they are not going to give the buyer a lot of warm and fuzzies with guarantees or warranties. As a matter of fact, <clears throat> when a buyer makes an offer on any sort of foreclosure, when the paperwork comes back for them to sign it, they may be shocked, and so might you be if you haven't had experience with them, that a lot of the contract is actually crossed out. Crossed out, and you, you feel almost as if, is this valid? Is this okay? Well, you definitely want to read through what's been crossed out and understand it so you can explain it best to your buyer. However, when you, immediate, when you go into the offer in the first place, you want to let them know that this is going to happen. That way, when it does come back, they're not surprised. They're, they're basically prepared for it. Simple things like the lender will not guarantee that refrigerator, stove, uh, washer, dryer, things that are in the home at the time of the viewing, lender is not going to guarantee that those will be there on possession day. Uh, I myself have a uh, significant experience with buying foreclosures for my clients during the time I was practicing and uh, we were fortunate on every time that we got possession, everything was still there. However, the clients went in knowing that it might not be. Another thing to consider is negotiation strategy. In, this, in these current market times, we know that a traditional seller that isn't under foreclosure, they do have a lot of options. They're getting a lot of activity on their properties when they're fairly priced, and they're going into bidding wars. Well, when you think about a, a foreclosure for a lender, what you got to understand is that the realtor on the other side is going to present your offer to the lawyer or uh, the person that represents the lender in that case. And what you got to think is that person, if they are a lawyer, there is a chance that that person is in court on regular court battles. You got to think that that lawyer is probably working the eight to four, nine to five structure in a day. So if you present an offer at 1 p.m., there's a good chance you're not going to receive a response till the next day. So if you've got a buyer that says, eh, you know, the property is 400000 Let's go in at 360 and just see where things, where the chips fall. Well, in the 24 hours that it might take for you to get a response, what's the odds that there's other offers being presented at the exact same time? So you could end up going into a bidding war due to the fact that the selling side can't even respond in some cases till the next day. So that's the time when you really want to educate your client that if you want this property, you know, we shouldn't be trying to go in really low knowing where the market's at. Um, now you can suggest it, 
obviously you're going to abide by your fiduciary duties and, and take their lawful instructions to make the offer of whatever it is that they want, but really trying to help them understand how it could play out could be the difference in them winning the property or losing it. Um, I have seen many times where, uh, as a manager, we've been presenting multiple offers to the lender because our own agents are listing the property. They're getting signed calls and now they have an offer to add to the mix. So in those scenarios, I've seen many of the lenders say, send us all the offers at 10 a.m. And they, they make a decision by noon in some cases. On those properties where they're getting a lot of attention, those lender representatives, the lawyers on the other end, they don't have time to mess around. They don't have time to go back and forth. So they will literally pick an offer within a couple of hours of receiving the 10 and away they go. Now, if, if the buyer client was putting in a lower offer, even in a competing situation, they've got very little chance of, of winning that. So really helping to set the, the proper expectations with your buyer client will save a lot of time, a lot of grief, and hopefully help them get a property that they really want. Now, when it comes to uh, Quarter Queen's bench foreclosures, this one is a tough one because uh, in the traditional lenders, a buyer will often be able to have conditions. They can have a financing condition and an inspection condition. In a quarter queen's bench foreclosure situation, uh, there are never any conditions allowed. Uh, I'm yet to see it, as a matter of fact. And uh, what happens is your offer goes in. Let's, let's take this right from the beginning. A property hits the market today that's a quarter queen's bench foreclosure. What happens is the selling side has agreed to set of parameters. That is, the, the lawyer representing the court has a, a general amount that they need to sell the property for. So as offers come in, if they get an offer that, that meets that criteria, what then happens is a court date is set based on that offer so that the judge can rule as to whether or not this offer uh, can be fully accepted. And at that time as well, Whoever is being foreclosed upon, they may have their right to stand up in court and say, no, I want my property back. I've got everything, all my ducks in a row, and I'm here to reclaim my property, and the judge will take that into consideration. Now, understand this. <clears throat> Typically, by the time it gets there, it does not make any sense for that home seller to try to reclaim their property. The costs, the fees, the other things that are going on that are the reason that it becomes a court of queen's bench foreclosure are typically too great to overcome. But that being said, the offer that was made that meets the general parameters now sets a court date. Let's pretend that that court date is 15 days from today. <clears throat> well, leading up to court, anybody that wants to make an offer can submit an offer. And the offer that you made on behalf of your client, you could get outbid. And essentially, it could be a bidding war right up until it gets into court. Now, a rookie mistake would be to get involved in that bidding war and consistently send in better offers in the two weeks leading up to court. Uh, the non-rookie move would be to sit back and wait and to understand, ask the selling side, the realtor representing you know, the, the, the court uh, or the, the lawyer that represents the court, Ask that realtor, are, is the selling side going to release the values of the top offers to all realtors? 
or is it going to be sealed up until court? I've seen probably 50% of the time where the selling side will release the top offers. They're totally permitted and within their right to do so. And what happens is if the, if the top offer on, if your offer, let's say was 400,000 and they are releasing numbers, then the next agent that, that says, I've got a client that wants to make an offer, the selling side may very well say, well, we've got a current offer at 400 grand. So tell your clients that you might want to beat that. And you can, you can understand how bidding war can ensue leading up to court. Whereas if your client was very interested and you knew that the top offer was 400,000, you'd want to ask the selling side, um, are we going to be able to present an offer on the day of court? Now with, with COVID and whatnot, a lot of the times it's now going virtual. So you'd be in a Zoom meeting where you're able to present your client's top offer the day that the, the property is heard in court. Um, other times in non-COVID, you would actually show up to the courtroom and be able to bid on behalf of your client, preferably if your client was with you, uh, so that you can make any last minute changes right in court and submit the best offer. But all that being said, you can understand it can quickly escalate and your 400 could turn into 450 before you even show up to court. And that decreases your, your client's uh, advantage or chance of winning the property. So a better move would be to find out how it's going to go down on, on the day of court. Is it going to be sealed bids and you have your last opportunity to submit an offer on behalf of your client a day before court happens and then that's it? Is it right up to the day of court via Zoom or in person? Those are the type of details you want to uncover on behalf of your buyer so you can put them in the best position to win it. Uh, I've seen too many times where it just keeps going up, keeps getting bid up and up and up. And then the day in court, your client has no chance. Whereas if you, if you only had one other person you're bidding against, maybe you can catch them by surprise and win the property without having to pay uh, top dollar for it or more than your client was willing to spend. A um, couple of other things to consider is uh, with possession day. We, we've kind of touched on some of the basic topics about um, making the offers and uh, strategies. Let's talk about something that I've seen recently in the last month is on possession day. We've had a couple of scenarios where a client has won a quarter Queens bench foreclosure and on possession day they've showed up to the property and the actual former owners or tenants or squatters are in the property. And that can be a surprising and sometimes a very scary scenario. Um, in those cases, a bailiff is need to be called in to uh, get the people out of the property so that possession can occur. And you never know what condition the property is going to be in. That's one of the major challenges about all foreclosures is that there's no guarantee that the property will be in tip-top condition. There's no guarantee that the property will be clean. Um, and in these times of, of COVID, there's no guarantee that the property will be sanitized or, or uh, safe for habitation. So you really want to try to set those expectations with your clients that do win a foreclosure, that they need to be prepared for many scenarios. And they, do, they should consider discussing things with their lawyer as well if they have any questions about the legal side of things, but a good general expectation is set is that they shouldn't have many expectations aside from getting the keys on possession day and going from there. That's all we have for you today. And thank you so much for giving us your time and tuning in. 
Don't forget to like CIR Realty Business Mastery on Facebook and to follow us on Instagram. Take care, everyone.